Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 108 of Beer Talks 37. Uh, right now, there's like a little event going on at Trademarks Brewery. I want to give a shout out to Sterling for letting us do the podcast over here. Uh, today's guest I have, I mean, everyone's been blowing me up. Hey, we're going to have this guy and we're going to have mojos, mojos, mojos. Like, man, get off Mega Man's nuts. You know, and uh, I just want to say today's guest on the podcast. I was trying to get this guy on. I'm gonna sign. I'm gonna check this off my bucket list for the 2019 of the year. My guest for today is Julian Reyes from Mo Joe's Brewery Company in the city of Downey, part of the SoCal Settles Club that won 2018's Best Home Brewers Club from Anchor Steam Brewery in San Francisco. Julian, what? is up dude <laughs> what's going on man i'm glad to be here um i, I have been ducking you for a few months no 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 <laughs> i'm not no, gonna no. lie no 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 i know i know i remember we talked it's like wait let me get my beers yeah. fermented first and everything <laughs> then we'll get you on but i know you weren't even ducking me i was like people were just blowing me up and i don't want to be like guy be like that stalking you like hey we're gonna come on i'm right, not like right, that right, right, you right. do your thing and you let me know when you're ready to come on the podcast right. and now we have it no dude. you know what it, it worked out yeah. and i told you right i'm i'm brewing these beers uh we just finished the event we did the taste of brews yeah. right i had a few things uh family-wise coming up yeah. in terms of things that I, I wanted to do yeah yeah and so yeah you know it worked out it worked out and we made it happen and we're here doing it right now so Dude. i'm glad to be here thank you we're thank glad you. it's a bladder event right now it's like taste tacos what i don't know what we got going on right now <laughs> you got a little crazy they have mariachis going on i think they left already but i don't know yeah, man. maybe they'll stick around so this is your first time coming to trademarks <laughs> this is long my beach. first time coming to trademarks i've been to a couple of breweries here in yeah, long yeah. beach um been coming to breweries in long beach for for a minute and my first time here there's a lot of new breweries around yeah um i i try to check out some breweries here and there you know yeah. for me i'm more of a convenience kind of guy you know if if i if it's if i'm gonna be in the area then i might stop by a brewery or whatnot but uh -huh. i don't i don't make a big big effort to go out and say oh i gotta go to this brewery and then you know i'm gonna drop everything yeah uh, that's that's just not me um but i definitely I'm very interested in checking out, you know, the new, new breweries that do pop up. So yeah, I mean, yeah. trademarks. You got ten miles. Uh, I met you over there at the Crapper Summit. You were at Long Beach, Long Beach Beer, Lab. Beer Lab. I've been there a few times. Uh, their fermented vegetables are amazing, guys. If you if you ever go, their pizza is really good. Um, all their beers are are, are excellent. Yeah, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to go, definitely. Yeah, I, that's, that's I good it. beers. When I when B and shouts to Ezekiel, we're at goes going beer hopping right and i saw you shout out to twosomes twosomes <laughs> and i saw like hey you know that guy's like come on i know that hat <laughs> a lot of people don't know that has like that's mojo that i mean that's mojo's like it's like almost got goosebumps uh, nah, nah, i know nah. like that <laughs> but like when i follow certain people and i see the your instagram i had your beers at taste of brews like your mango madness right your peanut butter and jelly sandwich beer right, and stuff right. i was like sold i'm sold <laughs> I even let my girls like let me try it's like nah nah I'll let you little dip on it with your finger <laughs> but this is pretty good and that's when a lot of people were telling me hey you gotta have mojo on your podcast it's like well I had this beers but the name because you I, I noticed that I looked at your Instagram you won a lot of rewards um I've I've entered a couple of homebrew competitions um I haven't placed at every homebrew competition that yes. I have entered uh -huh. um I don't enter all of them there's a lot I mean, of, of competitions, but uh, yeah. I've been, you know, I've been lucky and fortunate 
that I think I I want to say I've entered maybe eight and I've placed at six out of those eight that I've entered so uh -huh. um, yeah you know it's it, I've been lucky so it's you know it's it's a good feeling always to be kind of um, you know you get a commendation for something you work so hard at yeah and um, it's always good to get great feedback from the judges um, but I don't I don't hang my hat on those um, I like to make beers that my family my friends enjoy and that's if I make a beer and I'm like you know this is good I know it's good you know I don't need a medal or a ribbon to tell me that it's good yeah um, it, it's always good experience to you know enter a few homebrew competitions uh -huh. um, I mean there are a lot I mean even in SoCal Cerveceros I'm sure there are other homebrewers who have entered way more homebrew competitions than yes. I have yeah and are a lot more you know decorated in terms of the awards they've won but um, yeah. It, it's good experience. If you've never done it, I recommend it. You get good feedback from the judges. It just gives you a good idea of what to do next time and what to tweak. And, you know, yeah, definitely do it. How was it like, like from you being a home brewer and stuff like that, like the process, like, I mean, every competition that you do or you think, like how you come up with this, like your madness, your idea, like, oh, I'm gonna do experiment on this and this. It's like, well, maybe I put a little bit too much of that or a little right. bit too much of this. Right. I mean, it's 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 very hard, isn't it? It's it is very experimental. Um, for me, I don't I don't brew for competitions. If I have a brew on hand and there's a comp competition coming up that I want to enter, then I'll save a couple of bottles for for that competition. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, anything you do, just like cooking, it's very experimental. You know, if you add a little bit too much salt, then you gotta next time. You know what? I won't add that much salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I try to brew beers that I enjoy drinking, um, and I, that's just kind of where I start. Is what am I? I don't I don't get to brew as often as I would like, and so I think right now I'm maybe brewing once a month, if that. I may go a couple of months without brewing, and then I may go where I brew like three beers in a month. So it just, for me, I just try to squeeze it in whenever I can. It's like a little wave. Like yeah, you, you know, and, and I, I mean, I, I have my family, I have two two small kids, and I have my work, and then, you know, home life. I try to, I try to not, brew day can, you know, can be very exhausting, and yeah. can take up a, a big chunk of your, it's like a work day. Almost. Oh, yeah. So I try to squeeze that around my days off, weekends, I, you know, the, we were just talking about this, the earliest I've woken up to brew a beer is 3.30 in the morning, and, you know, so it's, it, yeah, it's kind of just, it's time management, and so... Because I don't, I don't get to brew as often as I, I would like. Uh -huh. I make sure that whatever I'm going to brew is something that I definitely want to enjoy drinking. Yeah. And something that I'm going to be able to share with family or friends. Yeah. So uh, even before I decide on what I'm going to brew, it's like you know I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> yeah. I'm spending money to buy the ingredients. Oh, I yeah. want to make sure that you know whatever I do, I'm you know it's going to be at least drinkable. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's does, kind of my... Does my your wife, wife give you a hard time? Be like, hey, what the fuck are you getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> no, then? she's asleep. They're all asleep. <laughs> oh, good. And the kids are rascals, no, huh? They're, the kids? they're all asleep. Well, yeah, of course. My son, he wakes up earlier. So um, when I get up early, you know, I'm already mashing in. And I'm kind of, you know, brewing is, is doing a lot at once. And then you're kind of waiting around. Yeah. And then doing a lot at once. You can fill that time with cleaning or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a school day, you know, I'm already up and, you know, my son wakes up and it's like, all right, let's make some oatmeal. <laughs> you know, the mash is going. I got about a, an hour to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's when I get the kids ready to school. Uh -huh. um, and we, we live down the street from the school, so, you know. Oh, that's I'll perfect. Leave, I'll, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
the brewing stuff stays there and I walk my son to school and then I come back and I keep doing what I'm doing. So, oh yeah, it's very convenient. It, did you, it's, did, make it happen. Do you see your kids maybe down the road be like, hey, I want to brew with you, dad, one day? You know, they see you doing it. Uh, you know, my kids are, they're... They're very observant, and my that's funny. My daughter yesterday was just asking me, Dad, why are you always in the garage doing science stuff? <laughs> yeah, she's four, so she, you know, she's like, I have all my brewing equipment. You know, shout out to my wife, she lets me kind of have my the garage. Is I think I've taken over like 75% of the garage. <laughs> shout out to shout out to uh, Julian's wife for letting her come to do the Big Man's podcast at Trademark. Yeah, See, right. No, no, I, I had to give her permission too. <laughs> You know, you know, it's just it is what it is. You know, yeah. we, we make time for our hobbies yeah. and the things that are important to us. And you know, we think we need a balance. You know, family life is awesome. And then we need, you know, whatever it is that you that your outlet is. Yeah, for me, it just happens to be brewing. So. Yeah, for me, when I tell my wife, I need this. I need this podcast. <laughs> I need to do this. It's like, and my girl, she's like. You're going to have mojo on? It's like, and she was shocked because when she had the beers, I was like, oh my God, you're going to have him like, because of the process, like, how, how did you do it? Yeah. A lot of people are like, how did you get him on? Like, well, I just DM'd him, you know, right, and right, all right. that. It was just a time schedule, time consuming. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But we made it happen, Oh, right? fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> dude I'm like. Yeah, absolutely. And, and shout outs to uh, Wicked Brew. He said you were in that Wicked Brew oh, shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout outs to Luis. He, uh. Um, I saw he was uh, releasing. He had some hats, but yeah. I'm, I'm more of a shirt guy. Like I wear a shirt. Like I probably wear. Yeah, there you go. Bipolar Threads. Shout out to Larry over yeah. there. Bipolar Threads. Yeah. Um, but I really like the shirt. It stands out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, 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 when he posted it, and I'm like, yo, I love that shirt. I'm like, yeah, sign me up. So I signed up for it, and he's like. It's, it's gonna be a, a nice quality shirt. The the design is great, and the colors are gonna be very vibrant as advertised. You know, so it looks. This is my this is my first time wearing it, so really? like, I haven't worn it out. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. up with you? You're making me mojo shirts? Uh, <laughs> nah, you know. Again, it's just. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. You know, for now, for now, this is just uh, mm-hmm. an expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah, it's an expensive so, hobby. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, any any time you try to do anything custom made, also you're running. Uh, you're doing low numbers, you know, whether it's hats or shirts, it's yeah. going to be a lot more expensive. So I get it, man. Um, but, you know, it, I mean, it always helps to, if you're at an event, you know, Absolutely. you're pouring and whatever, have something branded or whatever. Oh, yeah. my more my focus is more on on the beers yeah that's yeah. what I noticed and I noticed that you and I were brothers now because we're part of the SoCal Severcetos oh, club that's right we got jumped in right we got, well, I, didn't get, well, I didn't get jumped in <laughs> fucking Ricky <laughs> right Ricky yeah that's right yeah this it's uh, SoCal Severcetos you know I mean best home brewer club and everything and stuff like that and uh, you know um, I want to when I got when I want to be the part of the club um, doing podcasts I wanted to start one day to make my own beers and but I want to learn from each and every one of you guys of how what's the process because everyone has different methods of how they make their own, absolutely. own beers absolutely absolutely um, you know with, with anything um, it's a hobby yes. right yeah. it, it's what it, it's what you want to make of it it's how involved you want to get into it you know some people collect things and if you have that kind of addictive personality or if you are just meticulous about things that you get into especially if you don't have a lot of time it's like if i'm going to get into this i'm going to make sure that the time that i spend doing it is quality dedication right? dedication absolutely um so i mean that's that's kind of my my personality type mm-hmm. whether it was fixing cars or fixing my car back in the day or or getting into you know for a while i was uh doing like um 
crafts with wood and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm a very hands-on guy. So anything that I could do with my hands, I, I love it because, I mean, for what I do for a living, is all it's all mental. So I love, like, not having to do that. And so, you know, getting home and fixing things, and that's my forte. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's where I'm more, more comfortable, and, and I, I don't have to think about it. I just do it, and I enjoy doing it. And it's the same thing with brewing. And for me, when I get into something, and my wife, she'll tell you. <laughs> they spend too much time doing it, right? Um, for me, it's, it's what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? What equipment do I need? And, and then just doing it, right? Wow. And, you know, uh, for home brewing, it means you can keep it at a very simple um, level with just doing like extract kits and buying kits from the homebrew store. Or you can get very intricate and, and you know, before you know it, you know, 75% of your garage is, is all homebrew, <laughs> homebrew related equipment. I, I kind of noticed that because you're buying like all these, like you're upgrading your homebrew yeah, equipment. Yeah, it's, it's constant, constant uh, growth, whether it's knowledge or you learn that you need this new equipment because it's gonna either cut your brew day down or your efficiency numbers are gonna get better. It's all about making great beer. You know, at the end of the day, if you really wanna keep it simple, is whatever you brew, if it's good enough for you to drink, then then so be it, you know. Uh, some people can't turn that off, <laughs> like myself, where it's like, well, I don't just want good beer, I want great beer, yeah. you know. And if, if um, just like anyone who cooks, right, if, if you make a great, like, if you smoke some great ribs and you know what it takes to make that, you're less likely to want to go and, and buy ribs from a, a rib place that you know is they didn't either they're not as good because you yeah. can make better. Yeah, I, it almost it almost makes you a little jaded a bit because you know you know what good ribs are supposed to taste like. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, but but when you do find that place, you're like, oh man, this is really good, and I appreciate what it takes to make this. I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So so kids. If you're gonna be into the home beer game, focus on chemistry. <laughs> Absolutely, chemistry, biology, uh, culinary arts—it's all of it. You know, it's it's science, it's it's art, it's creativity. Yeah, it's 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 all of that. You know, it's all of that. You can you can get it to that point. Yeah, or you can just you know make it very simple and not worry about all that stuff. I just feel like sometimes, <laughs> like when uh, when I had bipolar on the uh, on the podcast a while back, uh, he was telling me I was intimidated to make beer because I don't know how to make a beer. He was a clothing line guy. Right, you know, so right. I don't know what to do. Right, and he just started making beers, and then like, just boom. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I started, I've been brewing, on and off. I want to say for about ten years. Um, oh wow! My first, my first brew, my first beer was from a Mr. Beer kit. I know. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I messed that a lot one of, up. I know a lot of homebrewers who who kind of started that way, right? It's like I like beer at that time. It, what was it like? Two thousand and eight, nine. You know, uh, I was drinking like uh, Fat Tires and, and oh, Sam, yeah. Adams, Sam Adams Boston Lager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam Adams had their variety pack, their seasonal pack. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The summer one, the, summer, the, the winter, winter lager. lager. Absolutely. The my, chocolate rocks. My, uh, chocolate uh -huh. rocks. Uh, my favorite was the winter because you had the chocolate box. You had the old Feswick ale in there. And wow. you had it's just a different the old fuzz. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was good. So I was drinking all those and I'm like, you know what? I want to make beer. I want to know what it's like to, to make a beer. And, and this is something that I enjoy and I want to do it. So I bought a Mr. Beer kit online. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And then I was living in my parents' house in Inglewood at the time. Yeah. And um, I, I made, I think, a couple of kits. And and then I'm like, you know what? I think I, I need to make more because these are just one gallon kits. You know, you don't get a lot of, out of a one gallon kit. Uh -huh. And then so I bought the equipment and I started doing extract brewing. 
and then I I would brew like maybe once every like three months or whatnot. Yeah, because uh, it was just brewing for myself. And then I kind of put it aside, but I never forgot about it. And then I moved to Downey, and uh, my wife and I bought our house in 2012 in Downey. And I had the garage space, so I'm like, yeah, this is my time to, you know, time to shine. Get going. Yeah, and that's why when, when, if you see my, my Instagram where it says like established 2013, yeah, yeah. that's kind of when I really started mm-hmm. like more brewing more frequently. Gotcha. But even then, kind of getting back to your point about what Larry said, it is very intimidating. I didn't start doing all grain brewing until like last year. I want to say March 2018 Whoa. was my first all grain uh, uh, beer. Really? Because, yeah, absolutely. I was I was the same way. I'm like I was looking at everyone's setup and equipment, and I was looking at how much it would cost. And I'm looking at I can brew a beer in like three hours. Why would I want to add five more hours on top of that <laughs> to brew a beer? And then my son had just been born, so I'm like, you know what? This is too time consuming. Um, and then when I decided to do it was when I had two kids. <laughs> I had a full schedule. And then, yeah, right. It's like, why would you decide to do this when you already have a full schedule? But for me, it was like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And you know what? The moment where I decided to do it, um, I was at a uh, at a, a beer, a bottle share event. It was a fundraiser out of King Harbor. Shouts to King Harbor. Uh, Shouts out to Phil. He's also, also from Downey. He's the head brewer over there at King Harbor. Um, I, they had an auction where you can come back and brew a beer and collab with them and I won the auction and you I saw you yeah I yeah. won the auction and this was like in I want to say like September um, September October no, I want to say maybe August right and so I went with Phil we decided we did a uh, oatmeal stout and then we were just in conversation we're both big Star Wars fans and then uh, The Last Jedi was just getting ready to release so it was like let's do a Star Wars beer I'm like hell yeah we'll do a Star Wars beer so we did a Wookiee. Was it um, oatmeal Wookiee? Was the name of the beer? Where's Wookiee? Yeah, right. It's it oatmeal Wookiee, um, and everybody really enjoyed it. And then um, for me, just having that hands-on experience brewing on a big system, that was my like kick in the butt to be like, "What are you waiting for? Like, just do it. Just do it." The month month later, I started buying kegs. I'm like, this, are, this is what I'm going to use as my, my pots. Yeah. And then I started building or piecing my system together, you know, little by little. Uh, it took me, I mean, I, it still took me a bit. It took me from like October to March of the next year uh-huh. to actually start brewing. But I wanted to, I'm, I was thinking again, if, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it as much of it as I can on my own. And it took me all that time to piece everything together and uh, build everything and just to kind of get going. And so... That's, that's kind of where we are now. And <laughs> knowing now that you were doing that stuff over there at Kings Harbor, you saw the eyes of like, oh, okay, I should do this and do this. You saw firsthand of what they do and all that. And you were like, okay, I think I got this. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. I can do this. Right, 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 right. How about the, because I know you, you work with uh, Lewis from Preston's Brew. Yeah, yeah. I, I met Lewis um, through Instagram um, when I, I created my... Um, Mojo's uh, Mojo's Brewing Co. Uh, Instagram page. Yes. And so we, uh, I knew him when he was the uh, brewer over at uh, at Belmont Belmont Brewing. Wow. Yeah. Belmont, over there. Yeah. That- so he, uh, I was off. I remember I was off on a Friday, and I hit him up. I'm like, Hey, I'm in the area. Um, are you at work? And he's like, I'm not, but I can be there in, in a few minutes. So 
he met me there um, he showed me the setup and we had lunch there and you know we talked he was a cool guy hit it Love off and, guy, and so I've kept in contact with him ever since and then I saw him again when we were pouring at Coachella Oh, yeah, and shit. so he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm the I just got the job at the head brewer at Border X and Bell. You know, whenever you want to come see the system, come through." I sure enough, I think it was like two weeks later. Because <laughs> you're right over the bridge. Oh yeah, I'm like ten minutes away. I'm ten minutes away from him. Mm -hmm. um, so he invited me over and I helped him out on a brew day and and it was great. It was great. Yeah. Did you try his uh, golden hochata stout? Oh there? yeah, the hochata stout was good. Dude, yeah, that's a panty dropper. It <laughs> that's a panty dropper for the school it's teachers. It's like nine percent. It's nine point two. Yeah, yeah. And you tried the, the chocolate uh, was abuelita. Abuelita uh, oh, stout. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. It's um, killers. My favorite was the, uh, they have the cucumber, the sour, um, and making the michelada with it was, ooh, it was, it was on another level. He yeah. made another one, it's a Cuban cake one, those leches. I haven't tried that one. Yeah, that, I, I haven't think, tried that one. I want to say, hey, Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if it's a 9.2, but he had a tall can, my girl got buzzed, she was done. Cuban cake. Cuban cake, All right. Cuban cake. I know. Not, I know. There's a like a Cuban bakery a couple doors down. I think I we went it. to get lunch there. Oh, the food was really good. Yeah, I think he got it from there. They have but, a great setup there. It's yeah. I think it used to be like an old bread factory, a bread bakery, or something. something. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, they gutted the whole thing. And, yeah, and from the outside, it's like you would never know unless you saw the sign that says uh, Border X. Then you walk in. It's this beautiful, like open. It's a brick, and it's they did yeah. a good job with it. Yeah, they're gonna move everything around because I think they're gonna make as a third location in Santa Ana oh, or okay. something. Uh, so I think that's gonna be like the main headquarters for to make the beers and stuff to transfer them to San Diego, Santa Ana, Santa Ana. And, and San Diego. All right, and all that stuff. Yeah. But Lewis, make he's a super cool guy. Yeah, I love absolutely. that guy. What's up, Lewis? Hey, what's up, Lewis? I know he's gonna hear this. Like I want to hear this. You know, <laughs> I'm actually gonna meet with him. Uh, if not, yeah, probably tomorrow. I gotta uh, fix. Stuff up. Yeah, what's up, Lewis? Yeah, get your phone working. Quick. <laughs> get to pay your bill, dude. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, man, I just, dude, I'm just, I'm glad I got you on, man. Thank it's just, you. It was, it's an honor to have you on, and uh, you know, from a lot of people from SoCal Service Settles, a lot of people from South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Iceland, you know. They, they listen to the podcast, you yeah, know. Big audience. Oh, big audience. Because <laughs> a lot of those are the crappier people right, and stuff like absolutely. that. And, th and they always say, and they always say me with their, their voices, hey, make it, man. Like, you know, that <laughs> <the> Aussie <laughs> talk. You're like, yeah. who's your next guest? With the you know? Okay. Yeah, and they're always like, oh, I'm going to get this person on. I was like, okay, what's it all about? You know, and stuff like that. Gotcha. They're just, they feed off like these beer talks and everything. There's this one guy who has like 50 uh, different types of podcasts about beers. Oh, wow. Yeah. He says, I like your podcast. You talk about a story, you break it down where, because sometimes in a way he tells me beer talks would get kind of boring I want to know a story of what, why you brought that person yeah, what's absolutely. he all about and stuff yeah. like that I've been, I've been listening to the other uh, episodes and, and I yeah that's I, I don't I don't do a lot of podcasts I mean this is your first time? well I don't yeah let me correct that yeah this is definitely my first podcast oh, but yeah. what I meant is I don't listen to a lot of podcasts yeah um, but I think it, it, if I were the type to I would definitely be searching out like homebrew related podcasts yeah. and my first thing would be like what's what's behind this guy or gal right yeah, who yeah. makes this beer where are they from where do they start i'm always yeah. interested in that yeah. beer thug like gave me this new podcast that he this guy goes around i think it's from craft magazines goes around these different breweries like great notions russian rivers you know i think they had an interview with henry from monkish and okay. all that stuff i during the Just knowledge getting of, uh, big background stories background yeah. stories that's, those are, that's like important that. it's always good it's to always talk about the beer 
especially now where where the climate is you're not going to find the same beer on tap two weeks from now so no. yeah. you talk about that beer it's going to be just yeah. you know that moment in time but to get to know the person who made that beer that's exactly. that's what's timeless right there yeah. because you know they can make different beers but if you know a little bit more about that person mm -hmm. and it's also build, builds that like personal connection yeah. you know a little bit more you know what yeah. the struggle is you know what it took them yeah. to get to where they are and you appreciate it more. yeah and yeah. that's why i bring every different types of, of uh crafter people or home brewers on the podcast what's the story why did you make that beer like what was the struggle and what are you doing now and even though like when i'm done with the podcast i still keep in touch with all my guests you know from time to time you know like hey man what's up you want to hang out get some lunch and all because i i don't want to be that person where i interview you and that's it with me. right i right. want to start hey let's go hang out what are you doing i'm in the city of downey he's like right. what, what are you doing like you're that? all over the place man i'm over the place <laughs> and i don't get paid for this you know and everything but i do this because this keeps me grounded and right. I found a passion for it. Absolutely. You know, and uh, to me, this has always been my hobby to, uh, you know, try to get different types of guests on for home brewers and breweries and social media people. Someone who, or he or she is making a difference in the craft beer scene. That's what I always want. I want to understand, like, what's Julian all about? What's his, what's his madness when he makes beers? What, I want to know every little detail. So that can help out me or it can help out anyone who listens to the podcast you yeah, know because yeah. you know a lot of people listen to podcasts instead of radio yeah now. they do they do you know do. you got overnight people you got truckers you got maybe home brewers who are making beers at two o'clock in the morning right, right. hearing all that like oh shout out to those early risers yeah, yeah. absolutely so that, that's that's the, that's the whole thing about my podcast and everything and stuff like i want people to know who julian is all about you know this is your story where when your kids grow up they're gonna know like hey that's my dad <laughs> and so that legacy will live on so your your kids when they grow up they will hear that and when they have kids they will hear like hey that's my grandpa right you know right. that's what i'm trying to do build a legacy so your your story can live on absolutely appreciate that's, that there's no problem so i gotta talk about like where did you uh, now we're getting a little bit deep and stuff very, very talk before we get to the end <laughs> so where did you grow up at where were you born at i was uh i was born and raised in uh, inglewood and I grew up there, and I lived there for about 30 years. How was the how Man, you must have lived in those 80s, uh, the 90s. Yeah, you know, there, there were times when it was, it was rough. Um, you know, the riots didn't get too close to Inglewood. Um, actually, I take that back. I remember there's a JCPenney that burned down that was, yeah, a few blocks yeah, I think I think it was in Lennox, which is a border city. Oh, Lennox! Yeah, that, that got burned down. Yeah, Lennox and yeah. Le Le yeah. people don't go to Lennox. <laughs> no, well, I don't know how it is now, but it's bad. You know, it's still it's it's still rough, man. Just yeah, talking yeah. to my dad and and my mom, and it still it still has its moments. Um, I, I think the '90s were were a turbulent time. There was a lot of gang violence going on. It's gotten a little bit better, uh, but that's I grew up there. Um, I went to school there for maybe the first couple of grades um, and then I ended up going to school just kind of bouncing around I've always kind of bounced around a little bit um, different districts yeah um, and then eighth through like high school I went to school in the Santa Monica uh, school district um, I had a, one of our neighbors went to school in that area my mom was working in Marina del Rey and it just logistically it just worked out it's where, a nice area yeah it is a very nice area that was like my first like culture shock moment. How so? Is going to school. I, I mean, I grew up in in Inglewood. It's all, all Mexicans and blacks. It's all that's all you see. And then I went to school in Santa Monica, where we're the minority, minority. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I, you know, this is a 
this is an eye opener. It's different. It's it's very different. Um, I I had a little bit a little taste of that. Um, I guess when I was a little younger, but that was like when I was really exposed to it. Um, I I my dad's a landscaper, so yeah. uh, my both working class parents, you know, just kind of making it work. And uh, whenever we, we weren't in school, my dad we were we would go to work with my dad. That's all. That's what we knew. And so you know, my dad would work in different different areas of, of LA County. And uh, you know he had his route, different days, Beverly Hills. So that was my first culture shock moment: is seeing how people live, seeing how we live, which was you know working class. We were never poor. I don't want to say we were poor. My my parents worked hard; they worked their butt off. Like middle class. Yeah, I don't want to say middle class. I mean, we we had what we needed pretty yeah, yeah. much, and we were good, you know. And then, but then when you go to see these big mansions, and it's like, oh, you have a swimming pool. And it's like, oh, you got a basketball court. What is that? That's my first time I saw a tennis court. I remember that. At a house? At a house. Damn. And so, um, you know, a swing set, you know, you name it. Whatever a kid would want, that's that's kind of weird. It was very weird. It was, it was yeah. different. It was yeah. different. But that was my first exposure to it. Um, but um, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a time where it was, I, I want to say it was like growth, you know. You get exposure to all these things. Um, sometimes people get comfortable in their space and you know for some people it's cool and for other people you need growth right so I'm, I'm fortunate that I had those experiences because it prepares you you know as you get older you're not always gonna stay in your circle of friends or when you're you know at a different job you're always gonna be around other people and it's good to have kind of contact with people who are, who are out of your comfort zone yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah so um, you know, grew up in Inglewood mostly. Then we moved to Downey. We, my wife and I bought our house in 2012. How'd you meet your wife? Um, I met I met my wife through uh, a college friend of mine. Blind date? Uh, no, nah, it wasn't really a blind date. Um, my 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 buddy. They had just gotten married and yeah. they bought a place in Torrance. And so they invited a few people over, and she was there. And then I was there, and then I'm like, you know, I and her, and I'm like, I think I know you from somewhere. Oh, you know, just... that's, that's the old line. <laughs> you know, this was a time of MySpace, right? Oh. Just kind of just to date myself, right? Oh, this is MySpace time, so you know, it was MySpace messages for you, you kids who don't know what that is. Hell no. Um, you know, it was that. It was uh, that. Those were like the DMs, DMs, right? <laughs> or I don't was... know, like a message and stuff, or who's right. mad about who's gonna be the top four. Eight. Right, right, right. This is when. You can put glitter comments on people's pages. You or layouts, that? or layouts. <laughs> right, right. I had a Kill Bill one in the background and shit, or Mega Man one. Right, right. I know. Right, you can put music on your page and stuff like that. I remember like that. that. Yeah, I yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, I was. Man, that's old school. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, who was the first person who was gonna be your friend, Tom? Right, right, Tom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, people. Man, I lost a lot of friends over that. They're like, hey, right, I thought, was why your... was that four? Why is that three? Friendships were lost. Right, right. They don't and, know about that. And then there was like this code where you can put like a top 11, right? Or a top 32. I had a, I had a right, top right. 16. Right, there you so it's like, hey, yeah, you <laughs> fucked up last night drinking. You make me look at four, I'm going to take right, you out right. with this one. I'm telling you, man, you don't know that yeah, shit. No, nah, they don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. So that we were, you know, and then uh, we just kind of started going out. And then we just kind of hit it off from there. We yeah. hit it off from there. Um, and so... We got our place in Downey in 2012. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My son was born in 2013. Yeah. Uh, he's and then my daughter 2015, and then we've been there ever since. Yeah. yeah. Dang, dude. 
Two little ones. Two little ones. I have four. Oh. <laughs> My pull-out game is whack. Damn. How many baby mamas, though? <laughs> Three. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the first baby mama, the two boys, live with me full-time. Oh, okay. Because, you know, the uh, personal things. Gotcha. Uh, my daughter, she lives with her mom, but now with my lady now, we have a son. and That's right. Congratulations on your son. Woo! Emiliano, right? Emiliano. All oh, right. my God. He is a prayer from God. He is a quiet baby. Ah, That's why lucky. when I post that story, I was being a super dad ah, in the bottom. That's posting. right. He's chilling. He's, just, he's chilling. He looks just like you, man. Man, he's, he's a blessing, man. And uh, because of him... Uh, I, I, I wanted to keep on going on the podcast, you know? I mean, it, it's, people always tell me, is there an end game? It's like, you know what? <laughs> if my podcast gets big, fuck it. Right. I don't care. But I do this as a hobby. But a lot of people think, like, you should take it to the next level. It's like, well, if, if I do, I have ideas. Right, like, right. today, I just made a new podcast logo. Oh, uh, okay. Nice. Yeah, it looks nice, you know, and everyone. So, shout-outs to Podcast Day for doing that for me. And, oh, awesome. Uh, and everything. So, uh, that that's just something where... It's all about. Does your wife that you does she support you being a home brewer? Like she supports you all the way. She, uh, she does absolutely. Uh, she's not a big beer person. She's oh, not really? a big drinker as oh. it is. Yeah, she might you know wine here and there. Oh, she's a white claw. Yeah, no, <laughs> no not even that. She's really? more. No, she's more uh, rum chata. <laughs> oh, yeah, damn, hell no, 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 no. I don't drink liquor. Rum chata on the rocks. <laughs> mm. That's funny. We went to a we went to a Game of Thrones um, live concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and we went. We we found these like little like personal uh, rum chata bottles. Yeah. At Target. Yeah, yeah. You know, we stocked up on those. And the little was, ones. Yeah, the little ones. Shut I don't know up. how many ounces it is, but. Oh man. Yeah, that was it was fun times. But yeah, she's more of a wine drink ciders. You know, I just I just started making a couple of ciders. So Lolly. She, she, yeah. Shout out to Lolly. Yeah. Shout out to the hot detectives for helping me out with those ciders. She yeah. she makes it so easy. Easy. Oh, it's and she buys my my glass of apple juice at Sprouts. Yeah, oh, I was okay. like, I was like, what? It's like, this is, it takes me about twenty minutes. Yeah, you it's, know, you know, it's uh, it's just just looking up a YouTube video on how to do it. If you don't know anyone who knows who who makes a cider, it's just it's it's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. and she made a cider for me. It was it tastes like a like an apple cider Stella. Oh, okay, and it was like a ten point or eleven oh, point. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, I think I'm cool with yeah, this. Yeah, they're creepers. Yeah, they're they're on the sweet side, right? And then you can yeah. add some fruit to it or yeah, whatnot. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the nuances there with the cider. I, I didn't mean to, you know. I said it's simple. Anything can be simple, but again, when you start getting into the the details of it, um, it's playing with the yeast, playing with the fruit additions, playing with you know how long it sits on the yeast, all that stuff. Which yeah, yeah. Lolly's an expert at. So, <laughs> yeah, shouts to her. That's she's, her. That's her forte right there. The ciders. Sada. Yeah, I was gonna talk about that, but she's yeah, she and she makes some good stuff. But uh, man. We got to talk about the Dodgers. Ah, come what? on, dude. Come on, what's up, man? Okay, Cody Bellinger, MVP. Let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, my, hey, my Giants suck this year. We're rebuilding everyone. But, I mean, why did you leave? Why'd you put Kershaw in there? Uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> the manager did that. He should be fired. Dave Roberts did that. You know, I don't, I, I don't know if I can, I can say anything that hasn't already been said about... Dave Roberts. You guys and, are there. And, and we've been there for, for years now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's very frustrating. Yeah. I mean, uh, shout out to the Cubs fans. They waited, what, 100 years? 108. <laughs> 108 years. Uh, yeah. So we have a long way to go. They, they can teach us a thing or two about patience. But we can, you know, we can, you know, again, I don't think I can add anything to what has already been said in terms of the the moves that by Dave Roberts, but um, I'm, I'm, 
let's see what happens next year. <laughs> I feel like that's all I can say. I feel like the Dodgers are good in the regular season, but something with the playoff start when it's zero zero is like ooh. You know what? When it comes down to making key decisions yes. that can make or break your season, yes. I think that's where we failed. I mean, I know that's where we failed. I don't think I know that's where we failed, and I think a lot of people would agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we had a we had a few people in that bullpen that can get us six outs, and, and you know that would have been that. But you know, when when Kershaw gave up that first home run, uh, when he came in the game, my my gut sank. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it's just it's we'll see what happens next season. I mean, they're always rebuilding. They have a great farm system. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. We'll you guys have happens. the money. You guys have everything. They have everything. Like, that's, have everything. That's the frustrating part is they have everything and they still can't get the job done. They haven't been able to get the job done. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I wasn't expecting the Nationals win the whole series. No, absolutely, no, not was, at all. Strasburg. You know, oh, I know. Yeah. The pitcher. I remember in the when he from the when he was rookie for the first five years, he was always getting injured. Yeah. He's always. Yeah, well, he had like two Tommy John surgeries. I think. Yes. Yeah. He was a stud out of San Diego State. I remember when Tony Gwynn, rest in peace, was the wow, was the I manager. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so he's he's been you know he's been on the radar top pitcher for a long time. I'm glad that he he's had his success because he deserves it. He deserves it. That's a shit, yeah. Man, that's a good. That's a good man. But I'm glad the Nationals won it, especially with the something stuff, different. Especially with the stuff coming out by Houston Astros with the you know it's it's been speculated already, but now there's proof and it's yeah. like. Come on, man. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but... You know with baseball, you never know. You never know, you know, but there's too much money involved. I don't think they're going to do any yeah. anything about it. You know, you don't want to bet the Yankees spend all this money, but you don't get the ring, you right. know, and all that right. stuff. But, right. I mean, baseball, I mean, hopefully, I mean, every... You, you guys have to get it. You guys. You're <laughs> right there. You know, Dave Roberts, you know, he's a Boston Red Sox, you know, catcher back in the day, you know, but, I mean... He was a great player, but, yeah. I, you know... We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens in the off season. What they're gonna do? We'll see. I know for us Giants, we're rebuilding. Hey, we're everyone's yeah, known. Yeah. You know, everyone's heard. Like, yeah. but is back. You know, put him in first base. You know, like I'm okay. I mean, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I get, I get so many when the baseball starts. I get all Dodgers. Fuck the Giants. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whatever. You get hounded, huh? I get hounded. I'm like, it really bit to the point, but I'm like, I don't get mad about it. It's like, I always tell them right. we're rebuilding. Right. So I don't even know if my, my team is going to be good or not. Right. But your team will always be good. Well, it, until they decide to not care anymore. And, but we'll see. But you know, I noticed something about the Dodgers this year, and a lot of people weren't injured this year. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people That's stayed good. healthy. Uh, Justin Turner was injured a few here and there. He didn't play a lot of games in September, I think, uh-huh. going into the playoffs. Um, but Cody Bellinger stayed healthy the whole season, which is what I was hoping for. Because yeah. he was he started off just on fire, and, and he kept it going. And, you know, congratulations to him for getting that MVP. Uh, I still think Hunjin Rio should have should have gotten that Cy Young as well, but... You know that's that's a debate for another day. But, that's good. Yeah. Hey, whatever happened to that pitcher who had glasses? His mess, his eye was messed up. That Mexican guy, <laughs> pitcher. Urias. Yeah. Urias. You yeah. want to go back to the minors? Uh, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Uh, he was hit a good he, fastball. He he did. He put on some weight too. Um, but you know he had some controversial things happen also with that whole domestic violence incident. Oh, but, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. It was. Uh, in the news. He got suspended. I think a couple of games and. 
you know, I'm you know I'm glad the the MLB has been cracking down on on this that, whole that, thing. Yeah. But I did, yeah. yeah, I can't you know I can't respect a guy who I don't know the, I don't know what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you were in the news for something like that just kind of yeah. you know I don't respect you that much anymore. And, and wow. you know, it is what it is. You know? Well, I hope the Dodgers that, uh, get a World Series, but uh, I know you're a Star Star Wars fan, uh, so I bet you don't even tell me you got the Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I, I got. Oh! The, <laughs> we got the Disney Plus on discount. It's good, huh? Uh, Amanda, have you seen The Mandalorian? Not yet. Oh, all right. There are two seasons. I mean, two uh, episodes in. It's good. It's really good. Is that good. the Star Wars with the bounty hunter? Uh, yes, with the I, bounty I, hunter. Okay, I saw a little bit piece of it where he goes in a cave and there's a big old alien horn. Spoiler and, alert. <laughs> uh, spoiler yeah. That's how I, I got to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got it because, you know, my kids, they love it and stuff. They have old movies. Yeah, I'm watching Rookie great. of the Year. Oh, Rookie of the Year. We just saw, um, my kids just saw Home Alone for the first time. No way. Yeah, yeah. They don't uh, know about they that. They don't know. We're putting up on game. My wife and I were talking about it. It's like, all right, what are we going to have them watch? We just saw the Sandlot maybe two weeks ago. Um, I forgot how many times they say shit in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah, That's right. The best baseball and, movie and ever. I'm looking at my wife. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't remember this, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then we're like, all right, what are we gonna watch next? So we put on Home Alone, and the kids loved it. You know, we're we're trying to we're trying to you know put them up on game on those movies that we grew up on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That luckily are are now available on Disney Plus. So, well, yeah. you heard the whole story. What happened with when uh, Disney Plus? There's a the, there's a lot of contracts there. They're gonna be ex, uh, expired next year, like Netflix, some other ones. Yeah. So they're getting yeah. all their Marvels oh, back. I'm, and I'm everything. sure they're getting all their ducks in order. None of this is by accident. I mean, there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot. So of... that's why they canceled the uh, the Punisher and everything. So yeah. we're gonna wait until they go Disney yeah. Plus, yeah. and yeah. they're gonna put it back. You Which know, is smart. I mean, Disney is forever gonna make their money, and and they, fools like you know fools yeah. like us are gonna keep giving them. <laughs> as much as we complain about well they you know, own Hulu they, they own ESPN Plus yeah. you know and everything it's a monopoly effect right right you know uh, have you watched that movie Heavyweights uh, no the one with the, the big fat kids they go to camp and have Ben Stiller no 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 it's on Disney it's oh on Disney? I was laughing okay. I was howling okay. there was a big fat kid on a scale get off the scale because it didn't move it was already over his back in his face. <laughs> that one, uh, Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Uh, the Invincible with uh, Mark Wahlberg. That, oh, uh, The Invincibles, yeah. I love that movie. I was And uh, the, all the Marvel. I'm a Marvel's guy. My wife is, is, she's seen all of them. I haven't, I think the only Marvels that I've seen are Iron Man, like, one and two. This is like 10 years ago, right? When they came uh, out in the theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are the only ones that I've seen. Um, but she's she's the one who's. <laughs> you have who's to watch seen... everything from the from the back in the forties. Yeah, with, yeah. yeah gonna... To understand it, because there's little little things, little. It's things all connected. It's, yeah. it's it's like me trying to explain to my wife the whole Star Wars thing, because I've seen I've seen all the movies, I've seen the the cartoons, the Clone Wars, which is an awesome, and they're bringing it back too for another season. Um, Star Wars Rebel, all these, you know, the Star Wars, the hey, other stuff, like the, si- the B side. I was gonna tell you, what do you think about that movie Han Solo? Um, that was a little weird. You know what? I, I think it was, I don't know, you know, it, it got mixed reviews. I had a fetish for that. Who was that one who was the black guy uh, who was, uh, who had a fetish for robots? I'm not, Han I Solo. You know where he betrayed him and the old one, you know, they go up in there, uh, the black guy, the curly hair, you know, and the old one. I think it was what? Lando? Lando? Yeah. Oh, but he was he's a in young, the new one. Yeah. Oh, okay. When he's, so, oh, okay, okay. He's a little weird. He was like, I have a fetish for robots. And like, it was weird. <laughs> he's, a, he's a personality. Yes. And I think the actor who played him in the original one, fuck, his name is, is I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, I, he, I think he played him well. Um, and then um, 
the guy who played him in the the solo movie. Um, I'm terrible with actors' names. I know that that the black actor. He's the, yeah. Um, he's from ATO. What is his? He's, he's a he's a he, musician too. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Christian. Gabino, no, no, it's not. Like no, it's not that. <laughs> I, I, I know. I know. He, is. Yeah, he makes all right, the songs. Right. Yeah, right, right. But he, I think he he played the role really well. Uh, just kind of to to continue it, right? Um, but I thought it was a good addition to the to the Star Wars story. My favorite part was obviously, you know, it's a throwback to I'm the the Sith, right? You had a uh, Darth Maul at the end, um, kind of appear. Yeah. And I'm a uh, he's one of the guys who I I'm a big fan of Darth Maul. Um, and this is where it goes into kind of watching the Clone Wars cartoons and understanding the intricacies and all the, the behind the storylines things, which is what I was saying is, you know, trying to explain to my wife um, kind of the storylines between all those. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you gotta just got to sit down and watch them all to understand it. And my son just saw, I've been waiting for my son to kind of get into it. He just started getting into uh, watching the YouTube clips of the Star Wars movies. And he saw episode five today out of all movies. Yeah, he was, um, he had a sleepover at his cousin's and they're like, oh, he's watching episode five. I'm like, why? <laughs> why is he watching episode five? Yeah. You gotta watch um, from the beginning to right, understand well, it. Well, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm glad he's, he's, he likes it, right? Cause that's something that I can, it's another thing that I can sit down and kind of, you know, have some bonding time with him on watching yeah. Star Wars. My daughter will get there eventually. <laughs> so, so what's a good thing to have Disney Plus then? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. If you have kids especially. Yeah. Or if you're just a grown kid, you know. <laughs> well, I put a picture up. I was laughing. You know, like Billy Madison is like, hey, I did that. Uh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Me waiting for it. <laughs> I put that one up and like and some, some lady put like, oh, that's fucked up. Like, hey, you would do the same right, thing, you know? Right, like, a right. kid can be a kid, you know? Hey, I, I had this conversation with my wife. It's like, because uh, we go to Disney and we have passes too. Again, we're because we're throwing our money at Disney here and then we complain because there's a lot of people there um, yeah it's like you know if you don't have kids why are you at Disney then? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just me kind of you know that's just me bitching about too many people being there with me taking my kids that's I all understand good. it you that's know of course good. yeah it is what it is you're a big kid at heart yeah let me talk about this picture about this renaissance oh. I, I was like what's this this role models what's up yeah. dude <laughs> so you go, to, you go to a lot of renaissance you know what the renaissance fair is an annual event I want to say it's in April um, at the uh, Santa Fe Dam area yeah um, in Pomona and we've been I've, we've been going for the past maybe eight nine years I want to say yeah. And um, I was I, I had a coworker who gave me free tickets once, and I'm like I don't want to go to this nerd shit <laughs> kind of thing. And but I was like hey it's free let's go check it out we've never been it's something different. So we went and we had a great time. People are dressed up in costume. You don't have to. People are dressed I'll do up. it. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. Well, people are dressed up in costume, and then we do the pub crawl every year. They have a pub crawl at 11:30. Or at 1.30. They have six booths and it's all cider, dude. So you're all you're drinking like you have six a big percent, old big old mug. Six percent, like, ah. Yeah, ciders and up. And you go to each booth and you get a and you, you skip the line. By the time you get to the next booth, your cider's already waiting for you. And so it's a big group, like 25, 30 people, everyone's having a great time. And so from day one we were hooked. And so we've been going 
they give out these collector pins, and I, I have all the pins. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, it, what you were talking about is a picture that I posted of me dressed up in a Viking Viking costume. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've been dressing up for the past maybe like six years, I want to say. You have a Viking mug you put, a, you put your stuff oh, in yeah. there? Yeah, we, we, uh, it's like a steel, it's handmade. This is all, so people are there selling their handmade crafts. This mug is all handmade. There's like a dragon with a like a red jewel on it, and it has my name at the bottom. It's lifetime. It'll last a lifetime. Yeah, it was pricey, but the guy the guy who made it goes there every year. And the last, I think, the last two years ago, he 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 carved his name. It's a kind of autographic kind of thing. Yeah, it's a if if you guys haven't checked it out, I recommend Fuck. going to the Ren Fair just to see what's up. A ton of food, a bunch of cider great people it, just to go people watch a lot of turkey legs a lot of oh turkey ah! legs yeah, that's a must turkey legs you, you can get a little bit of everything um but it's it's a great time and you know what last year i went there was a i forget the name of the company it's an ice cream company who did a collab with bottle logic and a lot of their for a week of logic they were making ice creams out of those stouts last year i went they had a booth no one in line I think I tried like two other ice creams that sold out at the Bottle Logic event. Yeah. So I was there and he and the guy was yeah, like, how, how did you know we were here? I'm like, well, to, uh, I know who Bottle Logic is and I, I, I follow them on Instagram. I saw you guys were there. I saw your booth and I just came to ask to see if you had them. He's like, no one even knows who we are here at the event. Here, take everything. Yeah, he's like, what do you here, want? Free. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's an awesome event. Yeah, check out the Ren Fair. Yeah, yeah, shit, man. I'm gonna have to, <laughs> now, I'm gonna have to get, make, make, get dressed I, up. You, ha I mean, you don't have to, but it, it just kind of takes it up to that other level. I'm gonna retire. I already retired the Viking costume. I'm gonna. I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do uh, What's the next, next year. Game, I don't know. Games of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? Nah, you watched that show too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I was. I just got done watching everything. I'm okay. like, what the? What you know think? this? You know the last. The last season was like, eh, it was weird. Yeah. I mean, the Dragon Lady, why do you have to kill her like that, dude? You they know? rushed it. They really rushed it. They rushed yeah, it. They rushed it. You know? The big dude, the brother against the brother. Yeah, that was a cool fight scene. The Just the visual effects of that whole scene was pretty cool. I think that ending was good with those yeah. two guys. Yeah. Um, just the season in itself was, was definitely rushed. And you could have easily made two seasons out of just those storylines that were... The brothers, there. when they were fighting to the death, I saw that as a poetic justice ah okay it was uh i was like wow <laughs> but the war scene and everything you know the i mean i know they gave that that, that the crown to that kid the wheelchair right like, right why him right <laughs> he don't do shit you know what do you say why do you think i came right it's, what do you think i came it it's a lot of it that didn't make sense but but i heard they're gonna make prequels now like, they are they're supposed to be working on a i think the shit don't quote me um the the dragon the the prequel of their their house right on how they started and there were there were a couple of other prequels um in production from from what i understand and one of them was going to go into the white walkers and how they started and, and more oh, on yeah. that story but i think that one got canned i think the one that got picked up was the one about the prequels with the house house dragon or house targaryen i think yeah, is yeah. what it is i don't know yeah that was, i was watching it then the one episode I like is what the the guy with the thousand faces. Oh yeah, that was trippy. That was very trippy. See, that's another part of the storyline where Arya has these skills to do all kinds of cool stealth fucking soldier shit. Yeah, and none of it gets to 
no, 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 you don't use any of it. It's no. like, what happened to this storyline? There's a lot of storylines there that got just kind of, again, yeah. speeding up. I just feel like he wanted to be done with. Until I saw that Starbucks cup. What Starbucks cup? You didn't know? You didn't see it? No. It was on the last season. Someone... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is, this is Rush. It's Rush. Yeah, that's just, you know, evidence of, of that. Just kind of those they little details. It. Just And there was a pizza box. That's right. A pizza box there and a water bottle. Right? It's. <laughs> it was Rush. It was Rush. But, dude, man, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to get some beers. And we're going to be right back, man. We're going we're gonna to talk about the name Mojo's. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back on and stuff. We got some beers right now. But, man, dude, uh, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Larry from Bipolar Thread. Big boys. Uh, my boy from Temecula over the Inland Empire, Darren Walker from Rec Law Brewery, man. How did you beat all these, like, homebrewers, like, like from social media? Or? Absolutely. You know what? Instagram has been uh, uh asset to uh-huh. meeting people yeah. and getting just knowledge um darren from reclaw um he's actually one of the first guys that kind of reached out to me when i was building my system really yeah i i was i forgot i i saw his setup and i was asking him questions about it Uh and um one of the things he told me was just make sure that your numbers are consistent so everyone's system is different right it's all about efficiency how much can you squeeze out of that grain to get your final product and as, whether your numbers are good or bad, at least it's consistent because you know how much grain to buy next time. Because if your numbers are all off the charts, you're never gonna hit your numbers that you that you want, right? And so that's one of the things that he told me. He's like, you know, just make sure that you're consistent with your numbers and you're gonna be fine. Just get comfortable with it, brew a lot. Obviously it comes with experience. But yeah, he was one of the first guys to kind of like uh, give me a little bit of knowledge and, and social media has been, yeah. A key, key I, I met him from John of Filter Brew uh, over there in the Inland Empire. Saying, okay. "Hey, at Mega Man, I got a guy for you. you yeah, come check him out." Yeah, and he works in Irvine, and he's like, "Mega Man, I'm gonna do your podcast." He came all the way to do my podcast oh, over here, awesome. Long Beach, right here. Awesome. At, we're wow. sitting out at right here. Trademark. Wow. And dude, super nice guy. Yeah. Love that guy. We DM me like, "Hey," he. He's like, "Oh yeah, my wife does cider, ciders. You do this, I do that." He gets he's up at two or three o'clock in the morning. He's like, man, he's, yeah. he's a I've, hustler. I've um, we've exchanged beers. You know, I, I do that too. When it, whenever I brew something, um, I I try to uh, swap beers with other home brewers. Yeah, and he's one of the guys who I've said a few things to. Like, he said me, right, right, or it's like you know I I I'm really proud of this one, right? So I want other people to try it. So. I sent him, like, the ones that I brought you. I brought you a couple today. That's not for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I did a... I sent him a... Because uh, he, he did a, a churro. Oh, yeah. Churro style. Oh, yeah. He made the churros, which is we were talking about it yeah. earlier. So that's, you know, that's dedication right there. He made the churros, and then he used the, those churros for the stout. And the, so he sent me a couple of those cans and a couple of other bottles that he made and I sent him the uh, peanut butter and chocolate, the Reese's peanut butter cup yes. stout yeah. and the maple and coffee that I just made too. And, uh-huh. uh, so we, yeah, he's he's a cool guy. You know, shout out to Reclaw. I love that guy. Yeah, and have you ever tried Ricket Brews beers? Um, I, you know what, I haven't. And he's one of the ones who I've, I've been wanting to try. Oh, yeah. He does a lot with fruit. He's another guy who helped me out when I was brewing when I was doing beers where I wanted to do mango or any kind of fruit, so I reached out to him because he does a lot with mango and different kinds of fruits. 
And so he's another guy, again, social media here coming into play. Check out that episode I did with him. It's, it's very knowledgeable. It's uh, it's pretty deep. Like the knowledgeable of the stuff, the process, what he does with fruits right. and everything. Right. Each podcast of like Lollies or like Big Boys or Wicked Brew or Rec Law. Rec Law is very intelligent. He knows his process of don't do this, don't do that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right. He, dude, he's... That's- Picking his brain out yeah. on certain things of how because the reason why um, each home brewer from different areas in Inland Empire, East LA, everyone's different. But I want to get a little little info of what's going on in the Inland Empire of yeah. all the process because you know the whole thing with Electric Brewery, then Apid, and right. all these like sandbox. I want to know what's what's coming out of there. Like why is Inland just blowing up with all these hazies and this yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think it's great because um, every brewery is different, right? Their brewers are different, yes. and they bring different experience to it, and it, it's. It's a little challenging. They have to cater to what people want, right? Which is, you know, the, the hazies are, are, are still holding strong. <laughs> people still want them, especially good ones, right? Because uh, oh, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of breweries are making them, and, and they're not as good as, you know, we're fortunate to live out here. We yeah. have access to, you know, a Monkish and uh, yeah. uh, Highland Park and a Green Cheek and, you know, all those places. I haven't been there yet. To which one? Green Cheeks. Green Cheeks. I, I went once. Um, and their their beers are really good. I've had a few at you know bottle shares and things like that. Um, but I, I have been hearing Electric has has been pumping out you know some good hazies. I see Electric as the White Walkers of the Game of Thrones <laughs> okay. and Monkish are they the good boys. Uh, okay. Because I I I've been doing this whole back and forth with Electric and Monk Electric, yeah. and I see a lot of the people I won't mention names that there are hardcore Monkish fans and they stopped going there. And start going electrics. Well, yeah, you know, it's um, that's that's one of the reasons I I'm I don't the way I, I quantify it is I don't I don't put in a lot of effort to go and get beer. I'm, I'm not waiting I'm, in line either. I'm, I'm not the type to to wait in line to you know to get a beer. I'm not gonna wait for more than half an hour to get a beer. If I try it, I try it. If I don't, then yeah. so be it. But uh, I can I can see that I can see that you know if people don't want to wait in line to go to a monkish release and they want to go electric even though i've been seeing people lining up pretty early for the electric releases oh shit <laughs> it's you, like they, you, they so you <laughs> check this out so i know a lot of people go over there yeah so i found out a lot of people from alabama come all mississippi really? come wow. all the way in rvs arizona nevada utah and all that they come in families like what are you coming family for each of us come in line. We buy so much of it, and, and we take, take it, back, it and huh? trade it, or yeah, buy it, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm like, really? Yeah. That uh, that that trading trading beers is, as I think, um, it's it, it's been good and bad for the beer culture. I want to say because yeah, I know, yeah. it, it gives people exposure to beers they don't have access to, but at the same time, I feel like it feeds into that whole mentality of, well, what's next? I tried this beer. It was good. Okay, check. What's, what's check. So- Check next. What's the holy grail? Right, There's, right. You know what I thought? You know what I thought about that? Ever since by doing a podcast with different different beers, everyone's like, "What's the best best?" This right. is there never is, ending. There is no best best. That's the thing. It's is, never ending. And and you know it it. I mean, it, it's making people a lot of money on all sides of the spectrum. You know, yeah. the brewers are um, um, the 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 owners, I should say, <laughs> are making money. Um, the people who are selling these beers are making money. The people trading, you know, they're getting to try stuff that they don't usually get to try. So, 
Um, and then it, it's kind of like the, the the argument between like the the lower class and the upper upper you know yeah, yeah. echelon of the one percenters. Yeah, it's like you either get access to it or you don't, right? And as a local, where you you feel like yeah, I well, just want to go into this brewery. I hear they have a good beer. I want to go try it. And then you go and it's like oh, we don't have it. It's sold out. It's like well, shit. When am I gonna get to try this beer? Unless I line up at you know. Hell at no. 6 a.m. in the morning or, or whatever the case is you know so it you know it, it definitely brings its challenges it's good and bad you know it's it, it's what it is man it's this beer game is ever evolving and you know I stayed in line keep changing I stayed in line one time at Monkish and uh, it was a big one it was like was there at 2 o'clock in the morning my phone died yeah. at fucking 5 a.m. <laughs> I was like I'm out you gotta have a battery <laughs> uh, I got a charger battery yeah. I was like well how come that guy has a tent oh because there's a charger right yeah. there by the front door yeah. so first come first serve right. I was like no I'm right. good dude. yeah people are I mean there's a whole culture in that too the whole waiting waiting in line and why you know I I, I, I wanted to do it for the experience, but I'm like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'd rather kids. wake up early and brew. I got brew. kids. Yeah, <laughs> I, got I, got kids. kids. I, got... I got priorities, dude. <laughs> My wife would be like, hey, where you at? You where cheat you on going? me? <laughs> like, where are you going? For a beer? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. But, you know, respect to those guys because they, they hustle, too. And, and you know, and they, they show up, and, and they don't show up empty-handed, too, which is, I think it's kind of cool. Like, they show up, they, it's a whole bottle share happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went there one time, I was lying, like, okay, I got patience, but right. I got the leftover and all that. Right. I got, like, five five packs and a growler. Yeah, yeah. And all, but I mean, it's, it's monkish. By but... the time the brewery opens, you're, you're fucking fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, uh, but you know what I thought? I, I, I noticed what a lot of people were telling me about monkish. Like, what do you get at monkish? It's like... Taste the beers. So I traced all the beers. I was like, uh huh. It's like, it all tastes the same. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's one uh, of the reasons, you know, and all that. But yeah. I mean, what what type of what type of beers do you like? Stouts, IPAs, West Coast? Um, I, I like a little bit of everything. Um, I I lean more towards like the the porters, the robust porters, the stouts. Um, I'm I'm more towards the west coast ipas they're coming I, back i miss like i miss going to the store and getting an enjoy buy from stone because i yellow love, one or the green one no the the green uh, I, I think it was green it was the green like one. The, yeah the enjoy buy on the they package fresh they deliver fresh it, it they're in a cooled it's strong too it's fresh. strong it's i think strong. they were like eight nine percent but miss, it's strong yeah i miss those like dank like onion like rubber smell like garlicky like i miss that like old west coast dank ipa um which is i why i I don't brew a lot of ipas um for a few reasons um i don't you know i again i I don't get to brew often enough and if i'm gonna brew something i want to make sure that it's good hops are pretty pricey um so I, but but I love those like black IPAs. Um, we were just talking about this earlier. The Shook was what's that one in Portland? Like that beer, the, the it's like a black porter. The Shook, it starts with the D. The Shoots. Yes. The Shoots. The shoots. That's good. Yeah, the porter. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they make a I think pond porter. I a lot of them. Very good. I forget what it is, but I I'm you know I I like the IPAs. Um, the hazies are good, but you know again your palate gets tired of those. Um, and and stouts, porters and stouts. Whatever happened to brewed IPAs? They got like a one hand wonder. Brewed IPAs? I, I tried a couple. They were they were cool. I mean, I, I'm sure they were. Yeah. You don't see it sounds, no more. No, you don't. You don't. Um, it, it it does sound like more of a 
like a seasonal kind of thing. Like yeah. it was here, like a fad, right? It was here and it's gone. Yeah, it's like a brute cologne. <laughs> <laughs> cool now, waters, baby. Cool, cool. waters. <laughs> Dude, you like that shit? I had it. I was yeah. more of a Stetsons. Ah, Stetsons. Uh, Stetsons yeah. or sell those things. Stetsons or New West. We were in New or West. Old Spice. My dad had Old Spice. Really? So, yeah. Oh man. The aftershave <laughs> right. run. The brew cologne. Right. I used to have Aspen's cologne. Oh, I had Aspen's. Oh, I, that, yeah. that, that, that was the best yeah. cheap cheap yeah. cologne junior ever. High, but I remember junior high Aspen's. Dude, I used to wear that. I was like, yeah. what the heck? It's yeah. winter. Right. Yeah, it's right. Cologne. It's like, it's like, why are you wearing that? Because it's, it's winter. It smells. It better. smells good, right? So when you're in eighth grade in high school, you're like, man, who's that guy? It smells good. Like, right, what right. kind of cologne is that? Aspen. I got Aspen. a long drugstore. Right. <laughs> CBS. I got it. So damn, dude. Yeah. It's like that's like back in the day stuff. Yeah. So going back, what was your first beer you ever had? Ever, ever? Ever, ever. There's two uh, of them. We got a regular one and you got a craft beer one. Got a craft beer one. Um, probably. Shit. That's a toss-up between a Budweiser. And a Corona because when when my uncles and my pops used to get together, I remember they would drink, they would drink. It, it was either Budweiser or Corona. I don't, I can't remember yeah. to be honest with you. And being, you know, you know, first generation, you know, your parents are like, <laughs> hey, whatever, he could have a sip, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember which is the first one that I tried. Yeah, first craft craft beer. Um, shit, that, it was probably. Boston Lager, the Sam Adams Boston Lager. The Lagers? Yeah. The Boston Lager? Yeah, that was probably the first one, and that was my gateway, I, I want to say. That's the one that got me like, oh, what is this? Like, this is really good. It's really different taste, huh? Different. It's really refreshing. And then from there, I, I was started. I was drinking the Fat Tires, and I was like, this is That's this is good. different from the Boston Lager, but this is still really good. Every beer has a story with my ex. <laughs> Ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Each beer is an ex-girlfriend of mine. <laughs> I was like, I remember that girl I went on a date with. Like, hey, so here, try this Fat Tire. Right, right. That was good. That Fat Tire was good. Yeah. My it first good. It's still good. My first uh, craft beer was the Arrogant Bastard. Oh, okay. But not the bottle. The bomber. Oh, the big one. You had the big one. Okay. That took me two days. Yeah. The <laughs> guy had a special cap to seal it. So right, right. I got fucked I remember up. the first time I tried the Arrogant Bastard. I, I wasn't ready for it. Um, my palate wasn't ready for it. My stomach wasn't ready for it. And I was like, what is this bitter, like, I guess this is what people drink. And, you know, I wanted to try it. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was developing that palate, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially for those bitter beers. Now you're drinking, it, it's like it's not really that bitter. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, it's yeah. strong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the time with my ex, I, we went to a party. It's like they say, hey, do, do you want you to give bring some beers? Okay, so I brought uh, like a uh, two twelve packs of variety packs of stones. And you know those stones were like six or above. Yep. yep. And I was the only one drinking them. And I got oh, fucked yeah. up in my. <laughs> I was drinking like the. Some double IPAs, some, some strong stuff. I think it was, it was like a woot woot, like the, the woot stout. Yeah, yeah woot stout. I got yeah. fucked up. Woot stout uh, was good. I, I think it was, you know, it, it's it was good for its time. Uh, now you have breweries who you know can crank out a, a yeah. pretty good imperial stout, which kind of yeah. Oh. Some of those spouts are very strong. Yeah, they are. I, yeah. I tried a four pack one time from a Samuel Adams the Imperial Stout. It was very strong. I was like, whoa! It's some good. Samuel Adams made some good shit. Samuel Adams made a lot of good things, and they were they had some like limited edition things. I remember buying them, like the chocolate box. It used to come in a twenty two ounce. I don't know if you ever had it. it like the 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 label was actual like um, 
it was almost like a, a aluminum that was shaped into like a it, it was this intricate design and you could buy it online only and i think i bought it through like bevmo or something because you they get you can't buy it from a have brewery. you tried uh, the samuel adams of the wines they had some wines it's like 200 dollars. you're you're talking about the utopias yes yeah so my wife in 2009 bought me three of those utopias god damn man i know shout out to my wife hell yeah so she um again, so this is when i started getting into beer i think i had already brewed a beer by then and she saw I was buying the Sam Adams like the variety packs, the seasonal ones. Yeah. And so she went and she hunted. They were they were still limited. We didn't get a lot of distro out here of those. Hell no. And so she went and she she hunted three of those down. I still have one at home. I've been sipping them for the past ten years. I've been sipping them little by little. What? Yeah. I, I you put sa- a cap on it. And all- yeah. I you know oh. I actually called I called Sam at the brewery Boston uh, Brewing. When I got them, and I'm like, hey, I just got gifted these. Um, actually, I sent them an email. I just got gifted these. How do I store them? Like, what do I do? They called me. <laughs> yeah, someone called me. The owner? Okay. Someone called me from the brewery. They were like, hey, we got it. We, hey, what's up? Congratulations. You know, we got this inquiry. What, what do you want to know? And they, I, I seriously had like a 15 minute conversation with someone from the brewery about how to store them and they're, they're going to age well and yeah sure enough I've been keeping them cellared uh, just stable temperatures and I'm, I'm yeah I still have I think I opened two like I finished one and then I still have two that I, I opened both of them at the same time yeah yeah so I, I'm still I, so they're still there <laughs> they're still at the house yeah they're they're really good they drink more like a cognac kind of thing um, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, the way they make—I think they're like twenty-eight percent. Yeah, but they're—they're they're definitely sippers. Have you tried they're, any beers from Vermont? Uh, Some killers out there. None that come to mind. I mean, oh, you know what? No, I'm lying. I had—I think I had a Heady Topper like maybe like three years ago. Um, they—they they were really good. I had the beer with the Alchemist. Or that one from yeah, Vermont. That's yeah, what they, 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 the That's yeah. the one where the whole. That's the one who started the whole. Hazes. Yeah, that's the that's the heady topper. Yeah. Um, and I I had one. Yeah, like I said, about three years ago. And it, I I think that's one of those beers again. That's like uh, it's it, it was great for its time. It's definitely a, a trailblazer. Like you have to have a heady topper. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like knowing your history of of. Of hazies, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like you, if, if you you're drinking the hazies now, you got to know where it started, right? Uh-huh. So you have to have a heady topper. Uh-huh. You have to have one of those. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now, like with you, you're, you're going to start pretty soon down the road, get to the grains and making your beers and everything, the process. Is there anything that, looking back, what you did wrong, like, okay, I'll do it this way, I'm going to make this. Like, is there any ideas what you're doing now? for Mojo's Brewery now? Um, I've I definitely learned a lot going from just doing extract batches to doing all grain. Um, the best way I can compare it is when you're doing extract, it's like popping in a microwave meal in the microwave, right? You just hit set the time and it's done. Yes. And then with all grain, it's like, it's almost, it's like cooking from scratch. It's like, I know I want to make lasagna, but like, what do I need to put this together? Um, and so I, I've learned a lot. I'm still learning. Again, I'm still young. I, I, I consider myself still brand new. I didn't start doing all grain until early 2018. And um, it, learning my system, again, learning the how much 
yeah. sugar can I extract from these grains? What are my efficiency numbers? Um, what does my brew day look like? How long does it take me? The temperature, everything? All of that. To make Maintaining stable temperature during the mash. And how fast does it take me to cool down a beer from boiling to pitching temperature for the yeast. Did Larry talk to you about what, how his brew system is where he doesn't have to go back and check the temperature? It's already on it? Like No. Oh, it no. was like, whoa. No, I got to check it out. I, he's, I've seen his pictures. You know, shout out to you gotta Larry, look. Bipolar Threads. Yeah. Um, I've seen his pictures. He's got an awesome setup, awesome upgrades. So it's just a matter of learning the system and learning what you have. And then this is where you get into the nuances of Am I cool with what I have, or or should I spend more money on getting something that you know that can shave some time off my brew day? And that's you know? when the the wife would be like, what right? The, what the like, fuck? Why you you spent two hundred bucks on what? Yeah, you right. a bucks. You said two hundred bucks to me to watch a movie or something. <laughs> Go to watch Star Wars with right, me or something. Right, right. But um, yeah, that's just something where it's like you know you just want to better your craft. Yeah, you know? and, and that's that's pretty much what it is. And then you got to make that decision. It's like, do I really need this? like nah i'm good i think right now I'm, I'm at a point where i'm comfortable with the setup that i have yeah yeah I'm, i mean i built it myself from the ground up yeah um so i know what i have i know my numbers and i know how much grain i need to get what to hit my numbers yeah um so i'm, I'm but it, it took trial and error i noticed i see a lot of the home boroughs they have computers that they yeah like yeah so i use a, a a beer program called beersmith where you can log in your recipe and you punch in your, it's, it's really tailored to you. You punch in what your brewing setup looks like yeah. and what your numbers are on average and then what grains you're using. And it tells you what your, your it gives you an estimate of what your end product should be. Um, so I use that just to kind of keep notes of what happened during the brew day. Did I do this wrong? Can I do this differently next time? And, and you know, next time I come around and I brew the same recipe or another recipe, you know, I, I know to look back and say, okay, what happened last time? What can I do different this time? Yeah. yeah. So some people, you know, old school, it was notebooks, right? Not Jotting down. Not anymore. Now it's more organized. You can search stuff and yeah. That's good. You see like, oh, this was the last year I did right. this. Right. And now I do it like right. that. Right. Pull up the whole recipe and it's like, I'm, I want to brew it again. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, the, see, the recipes. Yep. It's all there. That's good. Yeah. How many how many beers that you make that you know like you made like all together? All together. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just gonna count from like when I started doing all grain, I guess. Yeah. I think all together, I want to say maybe twelve. Okay. If that, if that. Again, I don't I don't brew as often as I would like. But that's that's a good number. I mean, it's 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 good enough to get me comfortable with my system. Yeah. What I try to do also is before I brew something. I, I read up on what style I'm brewing because again I don't want to I don't want to mess it up right I'm, I'm spending money on it time which is the most precious <laughs> uh, uh, thing you can have and, and I don't want to waste my time either yeah so I also try to do um, so I, I might do a 10 gallon batch and I'll split it so I'll do five gallons where I'll add different things to it and then I'll I'll add different things to the other five gallons like uh -huh. for most recently was a a, a, a milk stout that I, an imperial milk stout that I brewed. That was my base. I did five gallons and I did uh, peanut butter chocolate, and the other five gallons I did maple syrup and coffee. And that way, it, it, I don't end up with ten gallons of the same beer. And I it lets me experiment with different things. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, do you make lagers too? I don't make lagers. That's I, hard. I, I heard that's hard. It, it's time consuming. You know, it's it's hard in a few ways because. 
there's nothing to hide behind. It's a very clean, very crisp uh, beer to drink. And um, any flaws are gonna be very present. So it's, it's very hard to hide behind that. And it, it, it also takes time. If, if you don't have the space to lager a beer, which is cold uh, condition, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult to do. So unless you have a few fridges in your garage or in your space, and it's gonna take a couple of months to dedicate some space to it. So um, I've been wanting to do one and I do have the space for it. It's just a matter, again, just planning it out. For me, it's just planning it out. That's all it, that's all it takes. You're planning it out. <laughs> but the, the only thing I forgot to say, how did you get the name Mojo's? Mojo's. Um, Mojo's the name of my dog. Our dog, I should say. Um, so we bought our house in 2012. Uh-huh. And... Um, we had this nice big house and we're like, all right, we're, we got a house. Um, let's go get a dog, right? And so we wanted to make sure that we rescued a dog. So the city of Downey has two shelters. I want to say one is uh, Siaka, the other one is, my wife's going to kill me because she's a, she's a big animal animal person. Oh, shit. I forget the name of the other one. <laughs> um, but anyway, there's, there's two in Downey. So we knew absolutely we wanted to rescue a dog. So we went to see, you know, it's like, let's get a dog. And um, we went and we're with the intentions of bringing home a dog. So we went and I, I kid you not, we went through like four dogs. We're like, we want that one. And they're like, oh, that one's already taken. It's like, all right, we want that one. That one's already taken. And so we were to the point where like, we want to leave home. We want to go home with, with a dog. So we were like, give us, give us a dog who's like ready to go right now. And they said, well, there's this dog. <laughs> this is his third time here, I think. Second or third time at the shelter. And he's been here for a month. And if you guys don't take him, you know, sadly, yeah, put him he, down. Might, he might be get put down. He got expelled from different <laughs> dog pounds. <laughs> right, right. So we're like, all right, we, we want that dog. Yeah. So it was Mojo, you know, and and uh, I remember he was a runt. He was like bones, like really skinny. He was really like timid, and there was like three dogs in the same uh, kennel, and he was like in the corner, just kind of cold. I met what, what you would imagine a dog who had been there for a few months, um, and so we took him home, and he like warmed up to us right away, and um, and then when it came time to me starting to do the brew thing and I'm like well what am I gonna name, name my brewery and I, I remember a couple of days it's kind of bouncing ideas off my wife and and I was just like I'm just gonna name it Mojo's <laughs> that's the name of our dog it's just gonna be Mojo's Brewing Co and and that's that and I just ran with it not Shakey's nah, not, <laughs> not, no not Mojo Shakey's nah. not Mojo Potatoes <laughs> but that's because the logo that you like you did it stands out that's the thing I see from stickers and like, oh, yeah. I, that, when I did a, a podcast with bipolar, bipolar, I told him, hey, what's that right there in your refrigerator? It's like, what? That's that's Mojo. Yeah, yeah. I what? saw it. It stands it's a, out. It's a dog in crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like when I saw when I saw you at Long Beach Brewer Lab, I was like, that's yeah, Mojo, dude. Yeah, yeah. It just fucking stands yeah, out. Yeah, it does. You know, I, I haven't seen too many. Um, I've seen a couple of breweries, home brewers, right, you know name their homebrew setups at their dogs I know like there's one up, up up north uh, oh he has a dog in every area yeah. so, oh my god I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head but yeah there's 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 not a lot and and, and it does stand out it's just it's a dog and crossbones and, you know. it stands out <laughs> it's man it's simple it's pretty simple but, yeah 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 do you get a lot of people like know you like oh that's Mojo you know like that? You know what? I it's funny my my wife was like oh look at you Instagram celebrity. That's my well, girl right there. Like, hey, <laughs> hey fuck you fuck you sit yeah, here. Right. <laughs> we were at the um, 
the the craft beer summit, right? Right yes, here yeah, yeah, a few yeah. months ago. Yeah. Um, and I was wearing my I was wearing my hat, and we went, and I wasn't I I don't go like you know I'm gonna run into people. I was just like I would try the beers and things like that. So I went and I ran into a few people that I knew, like homebrewers from Instagram, from people from Orange County, um, and, and homebrewers out here. And I saw a few SoCal Cerveceros out there also. Oh shit! Um, yeah, and so and you know a couple of guys from King Harbor who followed me also. They're like, hey, I know, you know, what's oh. up? Yeah, we were actually talking about doing a. Um, uh, Star Wars uh, collab. collab yeah for the re- it's not gonna happen but um, yeah so the guy was like hey I, I follow I know you I follow you on Instagram and yeah my wife was like oh look at you over here <laughs> Instagram celebrity I was over here we went after we went to Long Beach Grill I saw yeah. you went over here um, these two guys came like hey is your name Mega Man I don't know I follow them Hops of LA Oh, okay. I was like, they were here, like, they were buzzing. Yeah. But, but I saw them, I was like, oh, shit. Then I saw the guy, Beer Paper from LA. Yeah, that's he right, He was here that's right. and took the pictures. Like, oh, he saw me, saw me, a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And it's like, I listen to your podcast, like, really? Yeah. That was weirded out. So well, like, you know what? That's, that's those connections, man. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm terrible with names, but I'm good with faces and Instagram handles. Or, or, or Mega Man. <laughs> or, no, I, right. Or Mega Man. The name, because when you, when you were like, hey, you're Mojo's. And then I recognize you, and you're like, I'm, I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know you're Mega Man. Yeah, right. So got seven, yeah. like, you know, and everything, because you hear, you see me around, yeah, like absolutely. on YouTube, because you know, people are like, hey, who's Mega Man? Because everyone knows me as Mega Man on the podcast, but a lot of people, a lot of the celebrities, comedians, know me as Mega Man. So with the big people, they don't know who they am, but when they start doing like, and they start looking at my my stories yeah. and looking at like, oh, you know some people, right? So yeah, that's the, the part of Mega right, Man, right, right, right. And everyone thinks like, why why Mega Man? That's my favorite video game ah okay oh, that people, makes sense but people always tell me wait what's up with 6980 you know like hey I don't like 6980 of course I said June 9th 1980 <laughs> you think it's like something nasty you know right right but like that's the thing is like when you meet people you see like on social media like oh shit you know right, like right. you know right. because I like I see you more on Instagram like I know that's Mojo that's a catchy name Mojo yeah. Mojo Mojo or two sums or right. multitude right, right. I got clowned on by SoCal Sarasetos because I was saying multitude I was saying magnitude oh <laughs> hey I want magnitude in my podcast I just corrected you and shout out to Tyler she's like hey fucker yeah, it's, it's multitude, multitude. <laughs> get it right I was saying magnitude is like Guys, you're getting pissed yeah, off sure. but that's just the thing and you meet up and you get to know them and understand right, you know right. and that's just something where it's like getting to know you understand you and your methods of how you do man it's like you're doing big you're doing good things Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying, you know. I, yeah. Like I said, for now, it's it's just an expensive hobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I know it's an expensive hobby, but you're serving good beers. Yeah. And the taste of it, like when I had your uh, your peanut butter jelly, the taste was in my mouth for about two weeks. Uh. That's something <laughs> where, that that's like... That's a compliment. I'll take that one. Thank that's, you. That's like the best Bunani. Like, hey, where'd she go? <laughs> where'd she I, go? I can't find her. It's like the right, best. And she right. comes back. She disappeared. Right. You know? Yeah, no, that was that was completely experimental. Right? It when was I, good. When I try to brew something, I, I it depends on what I'm doing and who I'm doing it for. Like, that brew I did for that Taste of Brews event. And I had a month to figure out how to take 20 gallons of beer to to serve yeah and so i was like all right i'll just i'll just um i'll brew a cream ale 20 gallons uh very clean easy drinking and then i'll just 
adjunct the fuck out of each one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I did one with mango. Yeah. Um, which was really good. I got a lot of good feedback on that one. That was I good. I did one with blueberries. I haven't tried that one. Again, that one was really good too. Um, and then I did one with with coffee. It just like a yeah. I, w- I haven't tried that one. I wanted to try that one. Yeah, it yeah. was. It's just just like a dry hop of coffee beans. Gotcha. Um, freshly roasted. Those beans were roasted a week before I used them. So it's fresh coffee. You get a nice fresh cup of coffee like smell to it, but it's a clean, easy drinking five percent summer beer kind of thing and then i was like what am i gonna do with the other five gallons so i was like i'm gonna do a peanut butter jelly so and that was i've just you know i've used peanut butter and beer uh, a few times so i just added you know I just put it with a peanut butter powder and then i cre- uh, pureed some frozen strawberries and i threw it in there and i didn't know what it was i didn't know what the end result was gonna be i was like either i'm gonna take it and it's gonna be good or i'm gonna dump it because it's not gonna be good and luckily it was it was really good that was the beer that everyone like kept asking me about and i'm sadly i tapped out <laughs> pretty quickly and i didn't have any more of it um but yeah i was really happy with how that turned out but when they had your beer that taste of taste of brews the word of mouth spread like yo follow mojo follow <laughs> you mean was it were you getting a lot of feedback after taste of brews you know i was um i had a lot of people ask me like where, where can i buy your beer you know as, as i imagine other home brewers get hit up too it's like hey i I've never seen you guys. Um, where are you from? Where can I buy your beer? But they, they don't know the home brew system. Right, like, right. We can't sell you it. Right. We can right. give it to right. you. Right, I can give it to you. Um, but can you legally. sell you? But you can sell your beers if you collab with the brewery. Um, yeah, if I collab with a brewery, um, I mean, it, it's all being sold under the brewery's name and everything. It's just me putting, you know, if they're generous enough, they'll put my logo on if they're gonna can it or whatever liberation brewery and pigs Nose, like uh what's up with my boy over here uh mojos man let's do a collab what's, what's up? up liberation what's yeah up, liberation? so if, if it, it's all a matter of that but um i can't legally collect any money from it so it's just exposure it's experience you know and any home brewer is gonna tell you they're not gonna turn down the opportunity to collaborate with a brewery that has a you know brick and mortar there it's hell yeah you want me to go and you know brew beer on your big system and help you out and put my name on? hell yeah i'll do that it's like socal yeah. cerveceros where they have the two breweries that just opened up like feather serpent and, brujeria. Serpent and brujeria yeah yeah they're just all the yeah. ones right there and they're yeah. like oh shit yeah, okay. they're an inspiration absolutely it takes it takes grind a lot of grind uh to open up a brewery and uh it's a funny story uh um feather serpent so shout out to aurelio over there feather serpent he's the, the owner over there head brewer um, he actually built my brew stand. So um, I was looking for someone to weld my brew stand together. And somebody gave me his information. Not from SoCal Cervecedos. This was even before I joined. Um, and so I, I hit him up on, I think it was like Facebook. And I was like, hey, I, I heard you weld. He's like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, all right, cool. And luckily, he's a, he's a brewer. So he knows, he understands why I want things where I want them. And he was like, yeah, just bring me all the stuff. I'll put it together. And he put it together. He did a, a damn fine job of it. Yeah. And Shut so, up. yeah. So this was like, this was last year. This is uh, mid, maybe early last year. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he, he he put my stand together. And now he's running his own brewery, which is just, pretty it badass. Just, it just opened up like this week as a grand opening. So no, bre- that was Brujeria. 
Yeah. Fe uh, Feather Serpent has been up and running for a couple of months now. They're out in San Dimas. Yeah. yeah. Brujeria's out in Pico Rivera. They just opened their. I need to go over there. I haven't been there, but I heard they make a triple IPA. It's pretty good over there. Um, good stuff. Uh, Feather, Feather Serpent? Uh, no, uh, Brujeria. Yeah. Okay. That one. And I need, me, I need to make a trip to Sandbox. Sandbox. You're there a lot. I used to go there a lot, okay. you know, and everything. I haven't been there for. I've been, I've been too busy. I've not been to Sandbox. Good. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. The blueberry muffin beer is the oh, best. Oh, that sounds good. They're all their uh, their sour beers. They have in the cans, like the pineapple, like all this. They're making some killer sours, you know, and they're I, with the stuff that they make. Like, where's your, damn? Yeah. They don't have like the equipment, like the, the fancy equipment. They're doing it, but they're only open three days a week. It's all it's all managing the time and your equipment, and that's. I mean, I'm sure they figured it out. Yeah. They, are they the ones who? No, they don't have a restaurant there. No. I think that's 8-Bit. That's 8-Bit, right? I'm going to go over there to do an interview with Daniel from 8-Bit. He's a head okay. brewer over there. Okay. That story, that's, that's going to be a good story. Yeah. He, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, because there's some stuff I know from Maria and, and Beer Thuglight told me. That Sour I like, Queen wow. B. Shout Sour out King. to Sour Queen Sour B. Sour Queen B. Hey, what's up, Edgar, girl? what's up, Beer Thug Life? 27 years of anniversary. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Six That's and right. eight forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to get him on because the story of how he makes and the owner is like Ape It. And the weird thing about it is like Ape It is right across the street by Electric. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, competition. I got to make a trip out there. 81 fucking miles. That's... For a fucking Damn. beer. Damn. Is it worth the drive? That's where I start. Hey, to... <laughs> since you're over there, you might go see fucking Darren Rocker. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's over there. That's right. Yeah, see that's what's right. up. I mean, get a couple beers drop and by. drop yeah. by and see what's up. Yeah, I know he. He's man. His system is so good. Yeah. You know, like learning. He's like, we think about this, Megan. I'm gonna do this and this. I'm like, it, it's this man. I gotta go see him, yeah. dude. This is something, dude. So. Roma getting to the end with all the knowledge that you have for all these people listening around the world from Australia like everyone New Zealand South Africa if people who want to get into home brewers and stuff what the knowledge that you have what do you recommend they should focus on um just like any hobby I would say um decide how invested you want to be in it yes Time and time-wise and financially, because yes. it, it can it can get very expensive. Yes. Um, start by going to finding your local homebrew shop. I would say, um, if you can at all costs, I would say support your local homebrew shop. Shout out to Steinfillers in Long Beach. That's oh, where yeah. I get ninety-five percent of my stuff. If I'm crunched with time or whatever, I'll order online and get like expedited shipping or if I can't make it out there, but that's where I get all my stuff. Um, support them because without them, that's that's like the first step of homebrewing kind of A lot like, of breweries get their yeah, stuff over there. Absolutely. Um, so I would say go there and talk to them because they're, they've got the knowledge. They can guide you through getting a basic homebrew kit to if you want to build a badass system, I'm sure they can help you with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just um, and then just just start, just get your hands dirty and just do it. 
Um, you're, you know, you're, you're gonna learn as you go. This is definitely one of those things that you can read a ton about, but unless you actually do it, you're not gonna have that experience. Um, I know I do a lot of reading, but until you, I, I actually do it, then it's like, ah, okay, now I understand what this is. Or I read that it should be this way, but for me, it works out this other way, right? Just start doing it. Whether it means you're brewing a gallon at a time, which people do, right? People don't have the space for it. People live in apartments, you know? Whether you have to brew one gallon on your stove. Uh, that's, how, that's how I started. Brewing oh, one gallon that. batches, you know, on my parents' stove in Inglewood, just on the stove, you know? A little one, just like... Just start little, just one gallon. Yeah, so oh. just just start. That's that's my best recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Damn, well, dude. Well, thank you for all the knowledge and everything. And uh, where can people follow you at? Um, at Mojo's Brewing Co., uh-huh. Uh, that's my Instagram. I do have a Facebook page. I I don't really dabble in it too much. I try to update it, but usually it's Instagram. It's yeah, at yeah. Mojo's Brewing Co. Anything new that I'm brewing, I post it up there. Anything new that I can, I post it up there. My stories, it's all it's all there. And for the old schoolers, Facebook. Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook. That's our MySpace. <laughs> yeah. ah! You know what I try to I try to remember my old MySpace account and I can't. <laughs> I can't. Oh, it's done. It's it is done. Right now, yeah. It's done. I have pictures on there that I wanted to delete, but you know. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. <laughs> me too. I have some pictures of my exes like. Don't, 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 don't. I don't want to look at them. You know, they're right, like right. bad ones. Right. Well, so, yeah. if it's gone, it's gone. Good. One of them I took for the team bad thing. <laughs> Babe, I love you. I took one for the team. It was not worth it. It was right. sticky. That was the past. <laughs> yeah, that was the past. Uh, do you have any shoutouts or any last words before we log off? Um, I just want to thank you, Mega Man, for uh, giving this platform to homebrewers who uh, don't realize it or do realize it that it is important to share yeah. your story. Um, there are a lot of people who are maybe on the fence on brewing or who might feel like, you know what? I feel like I like tasting beer, but I don't, I don't, I don't see people that look like me doing this. Yeah. Um, so it's important to understand that you know. Um, there are people of all ways of life who brew at home um, and who love beer. And beer is an ever-changing culture. Luckily now, things are, are, are just like anything, it's, it's getting more inclusive. Um, and there are good things to come. Um, breweries are opening left and right. And hopefully those new breweries that do open up are people that look like, you know, you and I. Yeah. And, um, you know, the more we can support the breweries that are running, support you know your local homebrew shop um and just 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 get brewing you know i just want to i want to thank you soca cerveceros you know uh everyone who i've been messaging with who have been sharing information with me um they're very knowledgeable and they're very willing to help so yeah yeah, just 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 get out there just brew just brew something yeah man that's why i I wanted i wanted to get you on so your story can be told for for, for your family, for your kids, for the, the club, SoCal Cerveceros, for all the followers around the world, even for the listeners, too. I just wanted everyone to hear Julian Reyes' story. Thank you. I appreciate you know, it. And, and shouts to your doc, too, Mojo. Hey, Mojo, what's up? What's up, Mojo? <laughs> but uh, I just want to say thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Thank you. I thank really you appreciate it. And I always say this. Every guest that comes on the Mega Man's podcast, you're like family to me. So if there's anything that you need, promotion, help, whatever, dude, I got your back. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, it. and uh, yeah, like again, 
Thank you so much, oh, dude. Absolutely. Oh, it's an honor. Absolutely. Now I can check this off my book list yeah. for this. Uh, multitude, you're up next, girl. Multitude. I want them. I want them on. That's uh, Phil. Phil and I, I, don't, I don't know the name of his wife off the uh, top of my head. I know the LA, LAFC fans. Oh, uh, yeah. They are. I know. No, I know. no, they're not. They're Galaxy. That's, that's Team Galaxy right there. Oh, man. Uh, hey, we'll edit this we'll out. We'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know. But, uh, Julian, thank you for coming on the Vegas yeah, Podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. Please rate, review. Um, just leave me some stars or a comment to make the podcast better. Uh, you can find my podcast on uh, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Pop uh, Podcasts, and every uh, podcast uh, platform you can you can find it. If you can't find it, just go to the Instagram at the Mega Man's Podcast. Or go to my personal one at Mega Man Six Nine Eight Zero. Shout outs to SoCal Servicetos. Shout outs to Sterling and his wife at Trademarks. Uh, shout outs to my girl Cynthia, Alex, Gavin, Emiliano, uh, my daughter Luna. You know, Daddy loves you. Uh, shout outs to Julian Reyes, his family, Mojos, the whole future, and everything. And uh, yeah, we're gonna go get some more beers right now. And uh, I want to say once again. Julian, thank you for coming on. Thank you, absolutely. Oh, Anytime. I can't wait. Anytime. I want that fucking hat too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you one. All right. All right. We're out, man. Later, guys. All right. Bye. Night.